Well-Met Adventurers, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Liz, it's a miracle that I'm talking right now. That it is. Because less than 24 hours ago, I was screaming my lungs out at a bunch of Canadians in spandex. A blessing. It was a blessing. It was also Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Belated Canadian. It's like super belated Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because this, is, this isn't going to come out until like a week. Uh, behind the Magic with Emily and Liz of podcasting. I guess it would be easier to say Happy Halloween because we would be closer. <laughs> That's true. We are going to be closer to Halloween. So happy, happy Canadian Thanksgiving and happy Halloween. Happy Canadian Halloween. Happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a special time of year where only the Canadians have Halloween. Uh, Mm -hmm. We don't. Nope. We don't deserve it. Um, But you know what was sorely missing from the, the Canadian men in spandex that I yelled at? That's just, out of context, that sounds so weird. Guys, I went to a concert. Like, <laughs> no. Let me clarify. I went nope. to a concert. Nope, I didn't just find some Canadians in spandex and yell at them. Nope. She she found them on the street, and she was just like, her instincts kicked on, and she just had to yell at these Canadians in spandex in I just the see street. Canadians in spandex, and, you know, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, Canadians from the future, from outer space, from the 80s in spandex. Very specific. Uh, But there were no swords at that concert or anything. There were guitars, which are kind of like, I guess, like axes. Yeah. It was very, it was very weaponless. And I'm hoping you can fill that void for me. Yes. How about, how about we fill the void with, uh, I mean, it's not quite spandex, but it is spooky, which I mean, some people in spandex is very spooky. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's go with our bony friend, who is named the Grim Reaper, and his weapon, the scythe. The sexy Grim Reaper in spandex. Okay, now I'm just trying to envision a skeleton in spandex, and it's not working for me. No. Well, maybe it's like a lich in spandex, so that like only sometimes it's a skeleton in spandex, but other times it's just like a person in spandex. So, let's talk about scythes. Let's. Uh, invented around 500 BCE. These tools were primarily used for mowing hay, uh, replacing its mini version, which was a sickle, due to its better efficiency. Uh, Standard scythe used for agriculture was about six feet long, and its handle was basically made of wood, uh, because that was the easiest material to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Known as a snaith, the handle would vary between having a slight S-like shape. (gasps) Wait, I'm sorry. Known as a what? Snaith. A snaith? Snaith. That's the best word I've heard all day. I know, right? I was just like, snaith? As in, like, snaith? It's like a snake with a lisp. Yeah. I'm a snaith. <gasps> Is that why it's wiggly? Like, they call it a snaith because it's... The handles are wiggly like a snake. But they're like, we oh. can't call this a snake or people will get scared. So it's a snaith. Yeah, it's a snaith. It's, it's a like cute... a snake, but it's not. Nah. <laughs> like snakes, but not. Buy Ex- one today. Dang. 
Only ten payments of fifteen ninety-nine. Pay directly to us. Mm-hmm. Cash only. You know where to find us. We're in that dumpster behind your house. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm in the barrel next to the dumpster behind the house. Exactly. Well, these so have we est- have we just established that your forge is technically just a dumpster? Exactly. I I work in a dumpster fire. Okay. It's okay, my life. Okay. My life is a dumpster fire. <laughs> but that's Very okay. Sad. It's okay. I've accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an even sadder statement. It is. Like... We're getting we're getting really too quick into depressing audio armory. No, it's okay. I mean it all in jest. Okay. Anyways, these snaths would have either one or two short handles uh, at right angles to the blade. One that always near one was always near the middle, and the potentially second one was closer to the blade. Uh, this basically made it easier to do a like a full body swinging motion. Uh, it mm-hmm. felt more fluid, and the handles were actually adjustable. So, say you had stubby arms, you could make it for your stubby arms. You can just say me. I look. You put the words in my mouth. I didn't say you. Oh no! Don't play that. <laughs> Every time you're like, oh, if you're short and have stubby arms, when do I do that? When do All I do time. that? Lies and slander. You do that to yourself, and then you call me your tall friend. So yeah, it's true, but you help me get things off shelves. <laughs> the blade itself would vary between two to three feet in length, uh, and would be mounted at basically at a ninety degree angle or lower to essentially cup the hay during a mm-hmm. swing. So like it wouldn't just graze past the blade; it would, I guess, hold it. There's really no good way for me to describe it. It just kind of cradles it as it chops it apart. <laughs> hey, you guys You guys play Stardew Valley? Y'all know. You know. You know. When you're cutting all those grass or the kale or the hay. Or the plants. And all the stuff. You don't cut it with the scythe. You, you specifically cut hay or grass or kale or maybe other crops. I'm only in a summer. But anyone who's played any farming video game, you know. You know. Hey, here's the thing that yeah. I was thinking about. So, like, you said these sides, I guess, in total length, were, like, six feet tall, like, and then, like, the blade is, like, two feet, or two to three feet big. hmm That thing's probably, like, heavy, right? I guess it kind of depends. Most of the blades are made thin, so it didn't have a whole lot of weight, but, yeah, I mean, it it's gonna add up, especially as you're trying to take out a field, essentially. Yeah, because well, it always it always gets me like like especially to continue to draw the Stardew Valley parallel in Stardew Valley when you use your scythes to cut hay or grass it doesn't use any of your energy which is very useful but then I sit there and I go wait a minute you're swinging a big six foot stick with a big three foot metal stick on it that is probably tiring yeah no that's why uh uh. Like as it, as we'll go on, I can I'll talk about uh, how some countries actually, after they um, clear out a farm or a field or something, mm-hmm. they'll celebrate because it was so exhausting. <laughs> that sounds awesome. 
They're just Guys, like... Guys, we did it! It's like, thank God we did it! Okay, now for the next field, but first, let's celebrate! We're gonna throw a rager tonight! Yeah! Because we just completely... We completely got this... We did... We got this one done, guys! Woohoo! High five. tomorrow we gotta do the next one, but right now we're gonna party! Exactly. Open that bottle of mead! Exactly. As you're going out there in the field, I mean, it's obvious that as you're cutting, the blade is going to dull. So sharpening was essential mm-hmm. to keeping it in prime condition. Uh, and there was two specific processes that helped keep it at its peak form. Um, and that's peening and honing, which I had no idea what peening was. So I really had to look into that. It's like, Hmm, I don't know if this is actually a thing. Are you saying are you saying peening with a P? Yeah, peening with a P. Okay. As in P and Ning. <laughs> Which doesn't help at Thanks all. Thanks for that really great phonetic <laughs> explanation. <laughs> I'm well, good I thought at for work. a second it was keening because like you I, I hear of like you hear of like oh like a blade being keen in terms of like that blade is sharp. Oh yeah. But no, it's peening with a, a, with a P. Yeah, with a P. Cool. P P P P P P. Um, but the process is a process of reforming the blade via hammering to basically reform its profile and or remove dents and nicks. So hmm. you have the metal cold, and you're just reworking it. Uh, another form, another word that I know of it as is planishing. So it's the basically the same thing. You're uh, generally trying to smoothen it out, uh, reshape it slightly, because um, since the metal's cold, it's not going to form the same way as it would hot. It's not going to mm-hmm. have as much give. So you can do minor adjustments that way. Um, and in this process, uh, the bevel would also be redefined uh, depending on what kind of uh, grasses you'd be cutting. So if you wanted to cut uh, thinner grasses, you'd have a small edge on your scythe versus if you were to take out hay or something that was extremely thick, you would need something with uh, a wider edge. Mm. Essentially, it's a, it, it would be more of a taper, so it would cut a little better. Okay. When you're when you have to deal with something thicker, it's brain words. It's <laughs> I know now, how it is functions. Is there only but... like so many times that you could do this to a blade before the blade is like I don't know too brittle and it would break? Like I feel like if you're rehammering it over and over and over again, that's like really uh, eventually very damaging. Well. The peening process isn't something that you do a lot of. Okay. Uh, it's one of those things where maybe every once in a while when it gets really beat up or, you know, it's just, it's deformed for one reason or another. Maybe you accidentally try to slice a log and you you screwed up. <laughs> you done you screwed accidentally, up. I'm going to be like, oh, hey, I accidentally am holding a scythe instead of an axe. And I guess I'm going to accidentally try to cut this piece of wood. Yep, you're gonna accidentally. Accidentally. Oh no, I accidentally killed someone with my scythe. How did that happen? Whoops, what a Golly gosh! Oh, golly gosh, darn. The audio armory does not condone murder in any form. Or does it? It doesn't. 
I guess it does it. For now. Murder's no, murder is bad. <laughs> murder is bad. Cookies are good. Give us cookies. Banana. <laughs> anyway, tell me about honing then. Okay. Honing is uh basically it helps keep the edge really sharp and could even be done when you're in the field. So if you're out there, you're working, you're not quite happy with how it's cutting. It seems to be like, oh, I have to put more effort or this cut isn't as clean as it was when I started. Mm -hmm. You're able to hone it out in the field because you would have uh, special stones called wheat stones and they'd stay in water. Well, they stay in a water-filled holster. I always thought they were called whetstones. They have so many different names. Wheatstone is its original name, and then it became whetstone over time because we're. But like, still spelled W H E T. Yeah. Whetstone. Yeah, and then it's also wet. W E T. Oh, I've never seen I've never seen whetstone, but I've seen whetstone. Is now, typically, is now wet W E T stone. Uh, If you're looking for. Um, do like going in a bladesmithing sort of stuff, mainly because it's just been misspelled for so long and mispronounced. Let me guess. Let me guess. It's because it's because the stone's really dry, right? Yeah, totally. Thanks, it's everybody. Like... Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Best Thank joke you. for my next joke. What's the deal with airplane food? Yeah. Airplanes haven't been invented in medieval oh, Europe. What's a plane? Ah! And then I get burned at the stake because they think I'm a witch. Exactly. And that is how we say goodbye to our beloved bard. That was the end of my Pokemon journey. When you'd use this stone, uh, basically what you would, how you would use it is you'd go both directions on the blade. So you'd start mm-hmm. going one direction, whether it be from the... Well, typically you'd start from where the snaith is and go outwards and then you'd come after you did a couple swipes of that you'd come back you go from the tip to the snaith that would get rid of any burrs that formed because when you sharpen steel even if you're not able to see it microscopically there are little tiny burrs or uh, splinters of steel that come off of it and that catches on things. So this is, I've heard this referred in a modern sense with, like, uh, shaving razors, uh, like disposable razors, or, like, the ones that you get in the little packs, and that actually you could technically, if your blade starts, if it starts, like, cutting your hair bad, you could just hone it by, like, running it backwards on a pair of jeans a couple times. And you'll hone the blade, and then you can, like, use it for months. I'm not familiar with that, but that sounds about... That sounds like it could work. Because, I mean, honing sharpens the blade, but it also deburs it. So Mm -hmm. I can see how that would deburr it. But not necessarily sharpening the razor. Well, it's. I think it's because a lot of people say that like you don't actually need to resharpen it. It doesn't get less sharp. It just gets burred. Okay, that makes sense. So you just you don't need to buy like a fancy schmancy like sharpening because you can buy like fancy schmancy sharpening things for your yeah. razors, and they say a lot of people say like you don't need those. You just have to hone it instead of sharpening it. 
More you know. Never knew that one. <laughs> Weird things I pick up on videos from the internet. That could be apocryphal. I've never tried it myself. But in theory, it makes sense to me. Well, you know what I'm going to try? That. I'm going to try that. That. Because I have been in okay. need of a new razor. And you know what? I'm too lazy. So guess what I'm going to try later? <laughs> also, they're a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if you get the ladies' ones. For some reason, they're like twice as much as the... I hate it. That's a different discussion. That's a very angry discussion for later. <laughs> for some reason, it's because they're for women. <laughs> exactly. It's dumb. It's all dumb. Sticky note that for later about dumb. Anyway. As you're probably thinking, okay, great. This is a tool for farming. Why does the Grim Reaper happen? have it? Like, what? This isn't threatening. It is literally a tool. Well. I know why. I know why. I know why. Liz, pick me. Pick me. Pick no, me. No, because you're going to hit spoilers. Potentially. Oh. Unless you read it. Did you read? Any no. Of my... <laughs> I didn't read. I just have a, I just have a well-informed guess. Okay, well, I'm going to put you on hold with your guess. And then okay. before... Uh, before we hit it, I'll, I'll ask you again. Okay, I'm sorry. I jumped no, ahead. No worries. It's okay. It happens. We get too excited. So, other than just being a tool for agriculture, this uh, the scythe actually became a modified weapon during times of ancient Greeks to the mid-1800s. The blade position was changed from parallel to the snaith, um... Oh, wait, modified to be parallel with a snake. There we go. My brain. Um, and it was a lot beefier. So if you thought the scythe was heavy to begin with, it became a lot heavier in its uh, spear-like form. Wait, uh, so you say parallel. You're basically then saying it just turned into a really big spear that you could swipe down on people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if you have it or not, but, like, my stepdad has a thing to cut branches off of trees. It's basically like that, only it's opens up so it's like a giant pair of scissors and you just go snoop, but it looks like it. It looks like okay. a scythe. Only it opens up, it's like Meow! and then eats the branch. Oh, okay. Um But it was that same idea if our listeners happen to know what I'm talking about. Um only the blade was just beefier and also didn't eat branches. It mm-hmm. ate people. Um, but basically this curve added, um, a different take on using pole arms as a fighting style. It became less of, uh, a thrusting weapon and kind of more of a continuous motion weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. but at the start of its, um, use as a weapon, it was basically used by poor who could the poor who couldn't afford weapons on top of well-needed equipment for their farms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but as time went on, modifications such as the blade's angle, um, reinforcements on the blade so that it could handle like more hits, uh, it became an infantry weapon, serving mm-hmm. as both an effective and offensive weapon, basically against cavalry. Uh, it was one of the more ideal weapons especially during, uh, like, the time of ancient Greeks and forward. Towards no. the mid-1800s, it started to fall out, but was 
again, primarily a weapon used by poor farmers who couldn't arm up. Now I'm just way. picturing someone going at one of those with a, at a like with one of those scythes at a like scythe spear things and trying to take down a horse and it's the most terrifying thing I've ever like mentally considered. Ain't it? It's really scary. Yeah. That's not why I thought the Grim Reaper had a scythe. But that's a very I learned a thing today. <laughs> Cuz I did not know any of that. Yeah, it was one of those things where I knew at one point scythes were used as weapons and I knew mm-hmm. that they had been modified, but I didn't quite know to what degree. I was also aware that it was more of a peasant weapon than it was right anything just like you're I, I, I would have figured that one but i wouldn't have figured that they became horse killers yeah mm-hmm. and i mean it makes sense it makes perfect sense because when that thing is coming at you all you have to do is you just swing with your body and bam there goes yeah. some legs yeah which is a terrible thing to think about but at the same time it's like no, that's a that is way effective. Like you basically have a spear with more sharp parts. Yeah, it's just uh, it's mind boggling how people just like you know that this thing that we use for farming. Let's take it up against a horse. It's like I'd like to no. kill a horse with it. It's like wait, no, Jim, no, okay, stop. Who is the who was the first peasant who had that bright idea? Maybe it was just someone who was like really annoyed at his like. <laughs> Uh, I guess not whatever the word for like Lord or whatever. And it was like, you know what? I, I wish I could totally like take out the Lord's horse with this sickle. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, but what if I can? And then that's up, when it all started. It? <laughs> it's like, Oh God. No, no. I was going to say that I thought the grim reaper had a scythe because I mean, the phrase you reap what you sow and so it's just like, okay, you gather, like, he was, like, the Grim Reaper gathers souls, so he has a gathering tool. Yeah, no, that is exactly it. Oh, okay. So, Sorry. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll cover the, uh, celebration bits here, but... Okay. What's basically happening here is the Grim Reaper is a harvester of souls. He kind of always has. And... Uh, artistically is how he came about having a scythe because it was the most common tool for farmers, for anybody in agriculture, for uh, those who were poor. It was an easy thing to identify. Um, So it was one of those things that picked up really fast. It became very effective. Um, It also drove the point home of, He's come. He's here to harvest your soul. He's here to take you away. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a weird kind of like thought I had, it was one of those things where it's just like when you really think about it, yeah, he's taking your soul, but he's also showing you to the afterlife in the same. But it's better than the thought I had, which was, "Oh, sweet, my Uber's here." <laughs> You know, it's the same thing. My it's death like, Uber is here. You just get a text and it's like, and it just says Grim Reaper. Um, you know, hi, I'm your Uber. Am outside. Am outside. Please come outside. Just... <laughs> uh, but 
You know how earlier I was talking about those festivals and stuff? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different countries that sell that uh, have the scythe as something that is very important to their culture. Um, for instance, in Romania, many farmers form teams and act basically perform the act of harvesting as a group. And this task, which sometimes take up to three weeks for one single farm. It's a really long basketball game. I know, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) But hey, it's the Romanian horses versus the Romanian bats. Which one can harvest the field faster? (laughs) Four weeks pass. It's like, oh my God, no, stop. And imagine trying to shout cast like four weeks of someone just harvesting a field. (laughs) You would just have to like take turns. You just have to tap out. Be like, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, your turn. Exactly. It's like, hang on, I have to go to the bathroom. Hey, Tony, Tony, can you? Thanks. It's like, all right, all right, uh, Augustus. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna go take a nap. Uh, can you, can you finish? Can you do this? Can you spot me here? Yeah. Can you just spot me? (laughs) Make sure to yell. Make sure if it gets to the point when someone's like about to like cut the last bit of wheat. That you yell the nail in the coffin really loud. Yeah. And if someone like throws, if someone like throws their scythe and it cuts a bunch of hay when they throw it, it's when you yell from downtown. <laughs> was the first half court shot. It was when someone threw their scythe across the field and it like, just took out a row of hay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like helicopters across the field mm-hmm. and it takes out someone's legs. <laughs> oh God. They but it would be okay. They had, a, they had a party and a funeral at that field that night. Oh no. It would be it's just like and here we we come to celebrate the passing of our dear friend. And but hey, look at all name. this wheat we got. Exactly. Also, let's celebrate with a feast, dancing, and some booze. But yeah, no, it was celebrated with feast, dancing, and booze. At the end of it. Yeah, that sounds like my kind of party. Yeah, but you couldn't drink too much because the next morning you'd have to go out and do it all over again. Um, Well, unless you just drink a lot more and then you just do it totally hungover the next day. Oh, God, that would be the worst. I I bet you those people, I bet you people did that. I bet you people got tanked and then they were like, oh, God, what am I, I have to go back out and cut a bunch more weed. Exactly. And you know what happened, but it was one of those things where it's like, personally, I don't even want to think about it because that field wouldn't be a field of wheat, it would be a field of vomit. (laughs) Well, no, it's, you know, like you're, you're hungover, you're probably tired. I bet that's how you get more, more sloppy with your scythe. And then, oops, you cut off Jerry's legs. Yeah. Oops, now I have to to have another funeral. (laughs) We can't afford all these funerals. We can't keep doing this. It's going to take even longer for us to do this field now. There's a body in it, but hey, sweet fertilizer. Heck yeah. (laughs) Hey, sweet fertilizer. Anyway. Leave. Thanks for uh, telling us all about scythes, Liz. No problem. Do you have a blacksmith's tip of the week, or would you like me to do a tip of the week? You can do a tip of the week. Alright, here's my tip of the week, everybody. Uh, and it's called... It's not It's not a tip, it's more of just like an object. And that object is food bars. 
And let me tell you something about food bars. Let me tell you something about food bars. And you, and some of you are probably like, oh, she's just doing a bit because she listens to what... No, I'm not doing a bit here. I'm doing a... I accidentally stole a couple of my friends' food bars because uh, I had I had them put them in my purse uh, for the show yesterday and I never gave them back. And so I just have them now and I ate them at work and they saved my life because I had to do a nine hour shift on four hours of sleep after having just stood for five hours at a concert the night before screaming my brains out. Um, So let me tell you about food bars. They're great. They're just so good. They're just so good. They're so good. All food bars, or is is this food bar in general? Actually, like, you know what? Really food, sh- any food shape works because uh, one of the food bars I had was actually two food circles, and like they were two like granola circles with almond butter in the middle, and they were amazing. That sounds so. So just like, yeah. So like any food shape is really great in my book, but like if you just need to, you need a snack, and you can't have a meal yet, but you need a snack. Food bars. Also, they'll get you super swole. Okay. Also, you should listen to Food Bar by Tupperware Remix Party. It's a jammin' tune. Jammin' tune? It is. Heck yeah. I, well, that's all I got. Okay. You got anything else to add? I don't, but I would like to say thank you to Samantha Hogan for our intro and outro music. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com, and you can find her Twitter at shogan underscore composer. You can find the show on Twitter. We are at AudioArmoryCast, and you can find us personally on Twitter. I am at CorruptedGem. Liz is at LizBelts. That's Liz with two Zs. You can email us questions, comments, concerns, topic suggestions uh, at AudioArmoryCast at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. We're sorry that this is so late and that you had a big gap where we didn't have an episode, but Liz was dying last week. So that's what happens. I can make up for it. Well, I'll I... make her... She'll have to do a blood sacrifice. Uh, no, and... no, no, no. I have, a, I have a better way. Okay. Uh, allow me to share with you a story <laughs> real quick. And... In the spoopy holiday spirits. Okay, spoopy holiday story, go. So, just recently, I went to a haunted house with a couple of my friends. And it's, it's been, I mean, it's been a whole year since I've been to a haunted house. So it's just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I'll be the front of the line, we'll do the spook scares, it's, it's fine and dandy. Most of it's cheesy anyways. So we're going into the third house at this point. And we're walking through or whatever. And you know how when you go into a haunted house and sometimes it's just like, pitch black but they have all of these like drape things that you have to kind of like weave through or whatever yeah yeah i was in that was the, like the whole start of this last house okay. and so it's like five minutes of literally digging around through god knows what hitting walls with my face and then she's like oh hey this one has a light in it the only source of light i open it up it's a giant fist it punches me and i slam against the wall and that's how Liz died, everybody. She's been a ghost this whole time recording this podcast. And on that very spooky note, I have been and always will be your illustrious, alive bard, Emily Cardamus. And I will forever and always, even in death, be your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Don't throw rocks at birds. Don't 
don't throw rocks at birds. Also, try not to get punched by a giant fist. Don't punch people in haunted houses. That either. Don't do that. (laughs) 